This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. So today we're going to be talking about why personal development matters in education. Now, I think this is such an interesting topic, and I could talk about it all day. Don't worry, I'm not going for it. It's a short episode. But what I want to address is why personal development is important in growing your business and talk about the experiences that we might have had in schools that affect our mindsets when it comes to personal development. I think that's really important to touch on. So I think the first thing we should do is iron out what personal development actually is. So the Cambridge Dictionary Online said that personal development is the process of improving your skills and increasing the amount of experience that you have in your job. And I did not like that definition, so I looked further afield instead. So the Oxford Dictionary Online didn't have personal development, but instead self-development and their definition of self-development was the process by which a person's character or abilities are gradually developed. So when I'm talking about personal development, this is what I'm meaning. Improving self, the inner you, working on your brain and on your soul. So sometimes we like to focus on the skills element because, to be honest, it's just so much easier to learn something new externally and so much harder to look within and start dusting off the cobwebs. So when we were at school, maybe as a student or even as a teacher, everything was centred around knowledge and applying that knowledge. And often, when it comes to looking within, we don't even know where to start or what on earth to do. And I know that because I've worked with a lot of people to do this. So I've held a lot of interviews in the past as CEO of Classroom Secrets. And I love interviewing people, but um, I'm only involved in a handful these days, which is a bit of a shame. But my favourite question to ask is what personal development a candidate is doing. And 95% of the time, the response will be linked to some outward facing skill. So knowledge about stuff or things you can get qualifications in. And it's hardly ever about personal reflection. And while the skills are obviously really important, personal reflection is important too. And I think one thing I've learned as an employer, not just as a leader who has had to grow in order to grow a business, it's that employing someone who can reflect on themselves and make changes is super, super valuable. So let's just take a quick look at society. So I don't know whether you've noticed this, but I'm certainly seeing a shift now to more people thinking about themselves as people who can change. Not just want to change, but can change. So people are now more aware of their mental health and they actually consider whether that health is, that mental health is healthy or not. People are more interested in understanding themselves. It's not as taboo as it maybe it once was, to talk about the fact you might be seeing a counsellor or a therapist. More people have coaches in their lives. So I don't really believe as a society we've ever been as interested in this as we are now, which is important. So I started teaching in 2006 and I had no idea what personal development was. I could see how it might be beneficial for people who were maybe a bit lost on their journey or who didn't have drive like me and who weren't good at taking action. This is honestly how I thought back then. But to me, those things had obvious steps and I definitely didn't need any help with that, thank you. But I had no idea what I didn't know. 
I had no idea of the value that I was actually missing out on. Yet through my journey from teacher to entrepreneur, which began in 2012, I've realized that potential is intrinsically linked to personal development. I'm just gonna say that again. Potential is intrinsically linked to personal development. So our potential is affected by how much we've learned about ourselves. So for example, how much we've been open to possibility and believe in it, or how willingly we've been open to change. You see, if we don't learn about ourselves and reflect on what we perceive has gone wrong, whether it was our fault or not, and perception is the key word here, we'll get stuck and then we won't find it easy to move forward. So I'm talking about things like how we react in situations and the reasons for that based on our past experiences. Do we even understand that? Do we, do we know what it means? How much we understand the brain, how it works and also the habits that we have and how we create habit patterns. Why some of our habits are formed based on our brain's processing information and experiences. Also, how much we understand the role feelings play in our everyday lives and whether or not we let that influence our decision making. How much we're able to observe ourselves in all of this is a key element. So all of these, I feel, factor into achievement, potential, and ultimately happiness. So it's not just important for you and your business now that you're going it alone with no one to answer to or to keep you accountable, but you could argue that maybe it's hugely important that we make a shift towards teaching this in schools. Then I wouldn't have to maybe be doing this podcast episode, but that's a speech for another night and I'll get on that soapbox at another time. But what I am trying to get across here is that personal development is not always understood, especially because of the environment that we might have come from. So the term self-help book is associated with and has connotations of a person being helpless and not being able to figure something out for themselves. And that can make the idea of reading one of those books seem ridiculous. And I can remember having a negative view of self-help books myself as a teenager. But when I look back, I realized that that came from perceptions of these books from the adults around me. And it wasn't their fault either. That was what they knew, possibly from their parents. It's just that they didn't understand what they were. They didn't understand how learning about yourself, so the mind, the brain, body and spirit, could not only help you be happy, but also successful. So why am I bringing this up then in the context of education and not just business? Well, it matters because in my experience, it's not always a culture in schools. So you've either come from the classroom and this is an area that you're now developing or need to develop, or you're not from the classroom and you feel the same as that, or you need to understand that this is not the culture in schools and maybe not what other education business owners are used to or have been used to. And that not everyone is even on the journey yet. So a little story here that I wanna share. So in 2020 at Classroom Secrets, Obviously, it was um, in the middle of lockdowns and things like that. And that was a really hard time for Classroom Secrets because we we just launched this new product. So we were expecting that we were going to monetize that. And we'd made loads of investment to create that. And um, yeah, that didn't happen. We had to offer it for free, basically. And to be fair, the government kind of expected that. And 
I certainly felt as a small fish in a big pond that if we were um, going to play like some of the big players, I guess, then that's what we were going to have to do. We were going to offer it for free. And it was a difficult time and it caused, um, you know, turbulence in so many businesses around the country did, did COVID. So I made a bold statement to start making a bit of a culture shift and I felt like it was really needed and aligned with the vision that I had for the company. So I told the senior team that I wanted personal development to be important to everyone, um, which is a big thing, really, um, if people are not used to it. So we made some big investments to make that happen. So we've now got LinkedIn Learning, which is working out so well. Um, we've got an in-house mentoring program. We've got directors one-to-ones. We put out tools uh, to help people get experience across the business so that they can move into the next role that's a promotion and a host of development opportunities in fact this year for us is the the year of development so this has been received so well and in terms of linkedin learning we're performing really you know extremely highly actually in comparison to our peers um when it comes to the amount of learning carried out on linkedin and it's been from a range of subjects but this has been a real journey for us especially in the personal development space because as you can imagine on linkedin learning some of um some of the learning is skills based and some is more personal development but i love an analogy or a visual aid and i've been describing sort of my observations about this to other entrepreneurs in this way so i hope it's helpful but i want you to imagine the start line of a race so some of my colleagues have been at the start line itching to set off on this personal development journey. Others have already set off. They set off early. They didn't need my help. They were just off. And when I started this process, I thought I would meet everyone at the start line. But what I actually realized is that some people are still in the crowd. And what I've got to do is take the register and see who's not there. And at one time I would have thought, well, if they don't want to run in the race, then that's fine. They don't need to run in the race. But what I've learned over time is that maybe they don't understand yet why the race is worth running or even that the race exists. And it's my job to guide them at their own pace to the start line so that we can begin. They don't have to win the race. They just need to be in the race. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because I believe that this is fueled by a general culture in schools. And I want to be clear that I know that this is not every school. You know, I've interviewed some amazing head teachers um, and school leaders on the Teachers Podcast who are advocates for personal development and understanding about yourself. But I want to bring this up as an acknowledgement because coming to this place where you start to understand yourself and learn about yourself is really hard. And I honestly believe that it's harder if you've come from an education background. And this is why it's not the culture in schools to understand yourself in order to be able to express what you want and need. And this is why we understand ourselves so that we can say what we want out of life and we can go and get it. But when you're in school, often your only wants and needs should be to serve the children in your class and anything else you're supposed to make secondary. And that's not okay. It's not uncommon to be expected to not want or need anything. And if you do feel that way, you're certainly not expected to express that. And I just want to say again, I know that this is not all schools, 
and I know that I'm speaking in a very sweeping statement kind of way, but it's hard to deny that this is not the general rule. So a self-sacrifice at any cost attitude is the attitude that many people in education are expected to have, but this doesn't help them be successful in their lives at all. It's like the opposite of personal development, the opposite of understanding yourself so that you can get on in life and be who you want to be and do what you want to do. So it's often the case, isn't it, that teachers feel as though their own children suffer because of the time and effort that they're required to give to the school children, which they obviously want to do, but they don't want their own children to suffer for it. And it's a reason why lots of teachers leave before having a family or maybe a few years into having children. It's, that's one of the reasons why I left because I didn't think I'd be able to do both. So this feels like I'm giving a real downer on school culture and I don't want it to be like that. What I'm trying to do is set a picture of where we might have been when we were in school and the place that we've now got to. So you'll have heard me say before that business in education is different and I truly, truly believe this. But I also believe that we have to work harder on our personal development and that's the reason for this episode. Work harder on our limiting beliefs, our mindset around being allowed to create income from our business because of the culture that we've come from. And I know many people will relate to this about allowing themselves to charge for something that they feel is a service that should help people. So maybe the reason we went into the teaching in the first place is to help and that holds us back. So if you have been a teacher before today, the culture can be to not believe in ourselves. The culture can be to seek and accept judgment at every corner. We've got lots of self-talk going on, self-sabotage, martyrdom and overworking habits to shift, all these habits that we've built up. So truthfully, personal development doesn't matter in education as much as it should, but this is why I want to point this out and I want you to grab it with both hands because your business, i.e. your achievements, will only grow as much as you grow yourself. So there is an action on the back of this podcast. I want you to do some personal development this week. You might be somebody who's never done personal development before or you might do it frequently and you might have come to that, but you could search podcasts, books, audiobooks, or you could journal some big questions about what you want out of your life or about what you've learned from events that have happened. One question I like to journal quite a lot is, you know, what do I want out of the next five years? And I keep adding to that and, and figuring out what it is that I really want my life to look like in the future. So if this has been helpful to you, please sign up to get my weekly email where I share more tips to help grow your education business. And also I share the UK education news that um, my team and I use at Classroom Secrets to help grow it and the Education Business Club. You'll find the link in the show notes, but it's but it's educationbusinessclub.co.uk. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.